And good morning. It is Wednesday, April 20th. What a beautiful day out there today. Lots of sunshine, a bit of wind. Could see a high of about, what, 58, 59 degrees. Tom Rafferty filling in for Paul Healy, who is on sports detail, I guess, for the week, doing a lot of sports. Great to be here on this Wednesday with lots of sunshine. Phone numbers to call are 508-222-1320 if you'd like to uh, join us today on any different topic or so. We'll be here till 12 noon. We have a lot of different guests today and uh, we'll be here Friday as well for Paul Healy uh, from 9 to noon. So welcome in. Hopefully you'll be part of the show. I'm sitting in for Paul today from 9 to noon. Uh, scheduled guests so far. Uh, we're going to get a call from uh, Joel Shapiro from LJ Car Wash and Auto Detailing at about 9.15. Talk a little bit about uh, why LJ's has been voted one of the best car wash and auto detailing businesses for several years, since 2010. So uh, I love going over there and getting my car washed and cleaned, and uh, a lot of the folks he has working there are so polite, very hardworking. So we'll hear from Joel Shapiro at about 9.15 on the phone lines. Then at 10 o'clock, the uh, program coordinator of the recreation department working uh at City Hall is Tim Killian. We'll talk about uh, what they're going to be doing in the Recreation Department. Really getting a jump on training new lifeguards so that they can open another pool for the summer. And uh, Tim will give us a, a little preview on what they're doing in the Recreation Department, training new lifeguards, looking for uh, people that want to be lifeguards. Uh, they, they do pay pretty well, and uh, they're looking for young folks. And uh, they've already hired, I guess, 24 lifeguards. They need a couple of more. And uh, it does cost a little bit of money to become a certified lifeguard, but uh, the city has been paying for that. So we'll talk to Tim Killian. He's the program director or the program coordinator kind of like the assistant program coordinator uh, for the city's recreation department. So uh, he'll be on with us at 10 o'clock. 10.30, we will have uh, the city's first poet laureate. She's been here before. Uh, Brianna Serrata will be with us. There is a uh, an event coming up tonight that you might want to be involved in. It's at 6 o'clock at the library, and she will have a friend of hers with her, Tara Agathe Vallon. And uh, Tara has written a book on poetry. We'll talk about that coming up around 10.30 in studio. And then at 11... We will have the newly hired high school principal, 
she has been in Attleboro education system for some 20 years, and she left for about 10. Her latest venture was at the IGO school in Foxborough for the last few years, the principal there. And she's going to be returning as the high school principal for the city of Attleboro, succeeding outgoing principal Bill Rooney. All of this will take place on July 1st, and we'll be uh, talking to Kate Campbell. Great to have her on the phone lines talking about her her uh, goals and aspirations as the new Attleboro High School principal, Kate Campbell, at 11 o'clock on the phone lines. And then at 11.30, one of my favorite groups from the Southeastern Mass Lions Pause for Comfort, Debbie Horner. She is one of the co-founders of that group. They're having a big fundraiser coming up Saturday night at the uh, in North Attleboro on Bullfinch Street. I believe it's the Elks Club there. So we'll talk about that and some of the other things that uh, the Southeastern Mass Pause for Comfort group is doing. I think she might be bringing one of the, uh, one of the dogs. I think she might. We'll see. She'll be here at 1130 till about 12. That's our show for today. And then uh, I'll be here Friday as well. And we'll, uh, we'll let you know what's going on Friday. We're going to have somebody from the Keep Attleboro Beautiful group who will talk to us a little bit on the phone lines. And then uh, uh, we'll also, what else are we doing Friday? Friday, Friday, Friday. Uh, we're going to have some folks on from the Attleboro Community Theater after 11 so that should be a lot of fun as well. So it's 9.09. Good to be here on this Wednesday, April 20th. I always love April and, and May as the weather is getting warmer. And let me take a look here at uh, meteorologist Jim Corbin's latest weather forecast. He left a forecast with me. And here it is. Today, mainly sunny, breezy, high in the upper 50s. The winds, northwest winds 12 to 22 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, cool, low in the mid-30s. And for tomorrow, Thursday, some sunshine fading in the afternoon, high again in the upper 50s. And for Friday, becoming mostly sunny, high in the mid-60s. And currently, we're at about 45 degrees here in the city of Attleboro. Cool day, but lots of sun. I don't see the word rain in the forecast over the next two or three days, so that is good news. Tom Rafferty with you, sitting in for Paul Healy. I guess Paul is doing uh, some sports broadcasts. I don't know whether it's on. It's probably on the AACS YouTube channel or right here on AM 1320. It's probably some girls lacrosse or field hockey. I did not get an update on uh, what he is doing, but uh, Paul is well-versed in all of the, all of the uh, sports 
for WARA. 45 degrees here on this Wednesday. And if you'd like to give us a call, it's 508-222-1320. That's our number to call. Maybe you have uh, some things you'd like to talk about. Uh, We would welcome any or all phone calls, even first-time callers, 508-222-1320. And going to be a lot of changes in the city of Attleboro coming up over the uh, summer and into the fall. So uh, at around 10.30, Brianna Serratus, she's the first Poet Laureate. She'll be holding a talk with uh, Tara Agathe Vallon tonight at 6 o'clock in the Belfour Room at the Attleboro Public Library. Uh, Vallon has already published her first book of poetry, Writing Daisies. She wrote the book four years ago while a senior at Foxborough Regional Charter School. And if you'd like to uh, enroll for that event, you can do that through their event page at attleborolibrary.org. So that sounds terrific. Should be a good event tonight. The late Bobby Rydell, one of his greatest hits. All right, welcome back. It is a Wednesday, April 20th. Tom Rafferty sitting in for Paul Healy and the pontificating crowd. I believe he will be back tomorrow, and then I'll be in again for Paul on Friday. The phone number to call is 508-222-1320. Let's go to the phone lines. Good morning. Joel Shapiro, how are you, sir? Very good, sir. How are you today, Tom? Doing well. Glad to have you on the phone lines and uh, doing a little review for LJ Car Wash and Auto Detailing. You guys were selected several years in a row for the best car wash and auto detailing in the entire area. That must have made you uh, very popular, very happy. Do they do that anymore with that competition? You know, not, I think it went away with COVID. I honestly don't know if they still do it or not, but uh, the Sun Chronicle used to do it, but I believe with COVID it went away, but I, I could be wrong. I honestly mm-hmm. have no idea. I haven't seen anything about it in a couple of years now. Oh, okay. So I, I honestly don't know. Um, with LJ's, you have a great location out there, 412 Old Colony Road. You've built that up now for, what, 12 years you've owned it? So far, uh, actually, ten, yeah, ten years. We've owned it for ten years. Mm-hmm. Well, if uh, if people have never been out there, why don't you give them a little bit of a tour, radio wise, on what they see out there? The, I mean, the first thing you see where you're, you know, you know it's LJ's is that famous fire truck out there in the front of your property. Right. I have to say, unfortunately, the fire truck is gone. <laughs> um, yeah, it just you know, we I, we really just didn't have time to do the upkeep on it, mm-hmm. and I was able to find a collector who was very interested in it, and he uh, he he actually got it. He worked on it for about two weeks here, got it up and running, and um, and took it, and he's been renovating it for about oh, uh, six goodness. months now. Well, yeah, so he's doing 
He's doing a great job renovating it. But I'll tell you, there's a lot of great reasons to come to our car wash. Um, the biggest, one of the biggest things is now is we have a monthly program. So you can mm-hmm. come in, you sign up for a monthly pass. We have three different levels of service, and you can come in every day if you want. It starts at twenty nine ninety nine a month, and it's a great value. We have customers that come in every day. If you come, if you wash a car once a week, you you can basically wash a car for half half of the regular price of a wash. That's terrific. So you pay that w- once a month, every month, and you're unlimited car washes. Yes, sir. That is terrific. I I just like to go over there because. Uh, the folks are so friendly. All the people that you hire there work so hard. Um, you know, the first step, getting my car into those little uh, runner areas when you go in. And Joel always comes out and says, Tom, you got to do something with that front bumper. I'm not so sure about that. But no, but it's it's good. It, it really is uh, a treat to go over there. I have to get over there. There's another birthday coming up. And I've got to get another, uh, another. Um, what am I thinking? The, uh, the the pass that you always have there, the the gift certificates. That's what oh, I'm talking about. Oh, the gift cards. Yep. And we also have a, you know a, a full detail department. We're famous for our express details. We've done over seven thousand of them, mm-hmm. and we get you in and out in about an hour and twenty minutes. And it's called a, a Express Detail. It starts at $90 for oversized vehicles. It's a few dollars more. Mm-hmm. But it's a great service, a great price. And I'll tell you, it's, I, I don't know if we've had probably three complaints in the last two or three years. It's just, it's a great service. Mm-hmm. It's a great product. And if you're mm-hmm. turning in a lease, you have a lease car, you, you just bought a car, you want to get a quick detail on it, mm-hmm. it's the, we're the place to go, and it's a great service. Oh, terrific. So we get you in, get you out. We recommend an appointment because we get booked up quickly. Mm-hmm. So it would be beneficial to get an appointment, to take an appointment. And, um, but it's great. And we sure. have, if you need something done a little bit less, we have a pit stop, which runs usually $45, which is a quick in and out mm-hmm. uh, cleaning of the car, and that takes about 25 minutes. So we, we have something for everybody in interior services as well as car washes. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. also have our famous Tuesday specials where we run uh, three top car washes on sale on Tuesdays. That's terrific. And what three are those, Joel? It's our Express Wash, which is normally eleven ninety nine. It's on sale for ten ninety nine. Our Works Wash, which is normally eighteen ninety nine. It's on sale for fourteen ninety nine. And our Works Plus, which is a top package which includes Amaral ceramic seal and Amaral canuba wax. It's regular twenty four ninety nine. It's on sale for nineteen ninety nine, and that's mm-hmm. every Tuesday. So it's a great deal. Come in. You know, very few car washes run specials anymore, but we've sort of kept it a tradition. We've been running it ever since I took over the car wash. And uh, Tuesdays, it's it's a busy day for us. We also now complimentary towel dry cars on Saturdays and Sundays. That is terrific. I like that as well. The minute you get out of the uh, the car wash, they're right there, and they they wipe down all the mirrors and uh, windshield and side doors. Uh, it's terrific. I even feel cleaner when I go through your car wash, even the car. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure, sure. So the number to call is 508 508- Two two three three two seven eight for some of these services, or you're open pretty much 
every day, uh, Monday We're through Friday. Seven days a week. Yep. yep. Monday through Friday, 8 o'clock to 6.30. Saturdays and Sundays, 8 a.m. to 5.30. Terrific. And um, please call us if you have any questions. Your mm-hmm. car, if you have questions about your car, the exterior, we'll be more than happy to help you. And if it's a service we don't offer, we'll point you in the right direction. Absolutely. We're really a friendly neighborhood car wash. Their office, we strive ourselves on service. What are you most proud of of that car wash and auto detailing, Joel, after all these years? Well, it's really about the service. We're, we really, you know, in this day and age where customer service is so poor, from A to Z nowadays, you can't get uh, customer service. We really strive to have somebody here all the time who can answer your questions and can help you. Mm-hmm. And if you want, you can just simply call us even. We can try to answer whatever questions you have. Absolutely. But we're all about service. And you have a website as well. Yes, we do. www.ljscarwash.com. All right. That is great. I know you're busy today with a lot of things at LJ, so we'll let you go. But uh, you have to promise us to be on again at some point in, sure, in a we'll few months. Sure, we'll definitely be on. And everybody, make sure you come by, stop by, say hello, and mm-hmm. please come by. We will, and uh, always good to chat with you, uh, Joel Shapiro. Fun. Yes. All right. Thank you. Okay. Have a great day. You too. There goes uh, Joel Shapiro from LJ's Car Wash and Auto Detailing. 412 Old Colony Road in Norton. And yeah, they have the hand dry service uh, on Saturday and Sundays, no charge. And they have a lot of uh, young folks that work there. Very pleasant, very polite, uh, hardworking, and very, very easy to find uh, right there on Route 123 on the border of Attleboro. <laughs> and. Norton. It is uh, 25 minutes after the hour of uh, 9 o'clock here on AM 1320 WARA. We'll take a short break. We'll be right back. All right. There you go. Alice Cooper. No No more Mr. Nice Guy. It is uh, 28 after the hour of 9. We'll be right back. And welcome back. It is Wednesday, April 20th, 2022. Lots going on. And uh, if you'd like to give us a call, it's 508-222-1320. We're getting into the full swing of things in April here on the 20th. Lots going on. And uh, just heard on the news earlier. Uh, You might not have heard this yet, but because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine over the last month, because of all of the conflict and because of the uh, um, unbelievable outpouring of support and love for the Ukrainian people, um, one of the biggest sporting events uh, over the summer is going to ban Russian athletes. And what I'm talking about is Wimbledon. There's a lot, a lot of people who are big tennis fans. And of course, in Newport, they have the Tennis Hall of Fame there. Um, And there's several uh, clubs around here who, who specialize in tennis. But I've just heard on a major news radio station earlier this morning that Wimbledon is going to ban uh, any athletes um, 
tennis players from Russia to partake in the Wimbledon competition. And uh, what I've also heard on the news earlier is there's at least four um, very, very good Russian athletes who wanted to compete in Wimbledon. I guess one of them was in Boston last year. And they are not going to be allowed to carry the Russian flag. They're not going to be able to be represented uh, by the country of Russia. And this is all because of um, Vladimir Putin and the Russian onslaught of the country of Ukraine. Uh, wondering if you support that or not. Do you believe a, uh, an athlete who might just want to compete in a tennis tournament, a major tournament in England. I mean, Wimbledon is huge. It's one of the oldest, oldest tennis tournaments in the history of the sport. It'll start in June. What are your thoughts about that? Do you believe athletes who compete in that uh, competition just because they're from Russia? should be barred because of what their government uh, is doing on the national stage. Something you might want to think about. Uh, there are also three or four uh, Russian women who have been competing in a lot of the big, big tennis championships who are not at this time going to be allowed to compete in Wimbledon because of their country's attack on the country of Ukraine. So you'll be seeing and hearing more about that on the news. I'm sure a lot of the major networks will cover that. You'll also hear it uh, on radio and I'm sure in some of the newspapers, Boston Globe, Boston Herald, Sun Chronicle, Providence Journal will be covering that in full detail. So if you have some thoughts about that initially, 508-222-1320. It is Wednesday. I believe Mark Clark is going to be on later on today uh, from 3 to 5 with all of the great music that he plays. Mark is well worth listening to. He's, he has a thorough knowledge of music does a great job, has a good mix of music, and usually has a theme. Uh, Mark's music jukebox, I think he calls it. And he also sticks around in engineers for uh, Through the Static and Get a Grip with Coach Elix and uh, Steve the Medium. So really some great radio coming up later today and uh, also on Friday with uh, Get a Grip with Coach Elix. The number to call is 508-222-1320. We're going to have a guest coming up a little bit later, right after 10 o'clock. We will hear from the program coordinator for the city of Attleboro in the Recreation Department, Tim Killian. He works with Dennis Walsh and uh, if you've been reading the local paper lately, you realize that they are in desperate need for lifeguards in such dire need that they're willing to train and pay for their, uh, 
certification to be a lifeguard. So that's something new, and we'll talk to Tim Killian also about some of the planned activities going on in the spring and summer for the city's recreation department. And then later on also, after 11, you've also heard of the uh, high school principal, Bill Rooney, moving up the ladder. He will become Dighton Rehoboth Regional School District's new superintendent. And in doing that, the selection committee also picking with unanimous consent Uh, Kate Campbell will become the new Attleboro High School principal starting as July 1st. That'll be terrific. And uh, she is greatly enthused and excited about her new position. So we'll talk to her on the phone lines right after 11 o'clock. And then at 11.30, we'll also talk to... uh, Debbie Horner, she is one of the founding members of the uh, Pause for Comfort, a group that I really have a, a lot of love for, with their puppies and canines that they train to help uh, people who are in nursing homes or who are in convalescent homes. Uh, they do wonderful, wonderful work, and they are going to have a fundraiser Saturday night at the uh, North Attleboro, I think it's the Elks Club, yes, on Bullfinch Street, so we'll talk to you about that, and a whole lot more. Charlie Hall will be there. It's a comedy fundraiser sponsored by the Southeastern Mass group members, Paws of Comfort. Uh, the doors will open at 6. They're going to have a sandwich buffet, cash bar, raffles, and Charlie Hull and Doreen Collins, two very, very funny, gifted comedians, are going to have a great show over there. And uh, all the funds will go for the pause for comfort. 20 minutes before the hour of 10 o'clock on AM 1320. W-A-R-A, I have also found out through the uh, folks at uh, AACS that Paul Healy will be on later this afternoon, I believe on the YouTube channel where you can see all of the local uh, cable programming. They, They have the school committee meetings, they have the city council meetings, um, they have the Uh, So many different local uh, things that go on. And uh, Paul will be on later. I believe it's girls softball this afternoon. I think that's what Jim Jones mentioned to me a few minutes ago. So if you want to tune in, you just go to the, uh, the YouTube channel and you click on to the AACS site. And there you go. They, uh, they have live sports programming, Paul, and he usually has uh, another person with him doing the, the uh, color commentary. And you'll hear all of our underwriter audio announcements as well on live television. So that's a little bit later today. It is 19 before the hour of... Uh, 10 o'clock here on AM 1320. 
Meteorologist Jim Corbin is away on, uh, he's got some things he's doing today, so he's not able to call in live, but he did leave me this great weather forecast. He calls for mainly sunny skies today, breezy, high in the upper 50s, west-northwest winds 12 to 22 miles per hour for the night, mostly clear, cool, low in the mid-30s, and for tomorrow, some sunshine for your Thursday, fading in the afternoon, high again in the upper 50s, and for Friday, becoming mostly sunny, high should reach about 60 degrees. More sunshine, a bit cooler on Saturday, high temps should reach a little bit over 50 degrees. And currently we're at 46 degrees on the outside. Lots of great sunshine. And this is school vacation week. Uh, maybe if you're in the area, you can tell us what you're doing uh, during this week. Hopefully you're spending a lot of time with uh, uh, your youngsters as they're getting a break from school. School will resume in most districts on Monday of uh, next week. 508-222-1320 is the number to call. And uh, I got to tell you, one of the best things that I have done in the last uh, few months Yes, and it is <laughs> recess at this hour. It's 14 minutes before the hour of 10 o'clock. Hour number one, Rafferty in for Healy. Um, I just, I think Paul was on the phone lines. Let's see if he's still there. Paul, are you there? Hello? Hiya, Tom. Hey, you're still there, Mr. Healy. How are you? Swell, darn it. I just, uh, the softball game is at 11 a.m. today. Oh, is it? Yes, as Attleboro is hosting uh, Bishop Vian, who the Boston Globe just this morning ranked as the fourth best team in all of Eastern Mass. Wow, that's yes, amazing. So does that yeah, mean that, that my radio broadcast that I'm filling in for you yeah. is going to compete with all of the viewership of television over on the YouTube channel? In a word, yes. <laughs> well, that's great. I'll I'll just you know, well, you got you yeah. got the best of both worlds there, Paul. You got me filling in for you, yeah. And you got the softball game with the number four rated best school with Bishop P. And that should be a heck of a contest. Should be a great game. They met last year in the playoffs, and Bishop Fian won by one run in the last inning. Attleboro was two outs away from victory. Darn the luck. But I'll be calling the game with Kevin. That's going to leave a mark, Callahan. Kevin and Callahan. On, yes, and then on Friday, it's a big week for the girls' softball team, because on Friday at 11 a.m., they play Taunton. And Taunton is ranked as the number six best team in the state, and they just had their 21-game winning streak snapped by Franklin. So The Tigers, right? Softball. The Tigers of Taunton? The Taunton Tigers, yes. Yeah. Oh. And there's a caller that calls your show called Ta. Is it? Is it Ta? Tom from Taunton. Yes. Oh, Tom from Taunton. Yes. <laughs> I swear to God, Paul, you uh, you cracked me up. You know, um, you've got the game on at 11 o'clock on the YouTube channel. Yep. Um, to compete with that at 11 o'clock, I have on the phone lines. The new the, principal. Yes, Kate Campbell. 
And the first thing she said to me is, you mean you're filling in? I was hoping I'd get the real thing, Healy. And I said, well, Paul's not available. And uh, she said, well, I'll try to be excited anyway. <laughs> yes, well, this way she doesn't have to face any questions about grade inflation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's for sure. Well, I, I hope my you... day, it was an honor to make the honor roll. Now any kid who shows up at school makes the honor roll. So. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's at 11 o'clock. Can you tell yes. people how they can tune into that? They basically just go to their YouTube uh, yep. channel and then click on to the AACS broadcast, right? Yep, the AACS YouTube channel. and It should be right there on top. Click on and let it rip. Yeah, should be a great game, and that's where is that being held? Attleboro here. Yep, at the Drummond Street Turf Fields. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, you know that's the, the fields between the Alberta Middle School and the new high school. Yes. and also for people who aren't into sports or softball, and if you're a little bit stressed out and you need to relax, put the game on with the volume off, and just look at the clouds floating through the sky in the background. It's more relaxing than a lava lamp. Yeah, yeah. Or they could put the audio on from WARA. I have a very soothing, Hello. relaxing voice, and maybe oh, I could great... I could call the game from here, <laughs> like they used to do it in the old days. Yeah, yeah. So yes, they telegraph the uh, what was happening to the broadcaster in the studio, mm-hmm. and for a hit, they you know hit a block of wood against the desk and call sure. the game. You see some of those clips in Bull Durham. They're doing that. Yeah. Anyway, do you do you still wear the turquoise suit when you do the on location broadcasts? The turquoise suit? Yes, that you used to wear in eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, ninety two. Remember? I well, as long I I'll wear anything except the mint green leisure suit I wore to the senior prom <laughs> in nineteen seventy six. So anything. <laughs> okay. As long, all right, Dom. All, all right, right, Tom. And, well, uh, thank you for filling in. And you're welcome. Dead. Tell the Tell the principal I said hello. I will. And don't you go change it. I won't. And have a great contest. Girls softball, 11 o'clock, Bishop Fian and Attleboro. Yay. Go get him, Tom. All right. Thank you. There goes Paul Healy on the line as I uh, fill in for Paul at 10 minutes or 9 minutes before the hour of 10 o'clock. And right after 10 o'clock, we will have uh, the program coordinator, Tim Killian, from the Recreation Department, he'll talk to us about the need for lifeguards and what the Recreation Department is going to be doing over the spring and summer. It's about 46 degrees out. Nice day. This is the kind of day that uh, you can take a brisk walk. Great exercise. Get out there and get, uh, get your limbs moving. Get your blood moving. This is the kind of day where you should be out, uh, take one of those brisk walks. And if you really want to burn calories, walk up hills. Find some hills and do some brisk walking right up the hill. Just, just a tip here. Anyway, Tom Rafferty filling in for Paul Healy uh, till noon today, and then again we'll be here on Friday. On Friday, we have, uh, uh, from the YMCA, she'll call us, Andrea Champagne, in our first segment. And they are having their, one of their biggest fundraisers of the year on Saturday, the very next day, on the 23rd. 
the Spinathon. And there's still plenty of time to get involved with the Attleboro YMCA Spinathon. It's a lot of fun. You go over there and ride the ride the bikes, the stationary bikes. You do it as long as you can do it, and you get a lot of people who sponsor you, and they make a lot of money, and it's uh, for a wonderful cause. So Andrea Champagne, she's one of the management folks at the Attleboro Y. She'll talk to us about the Spinathon, and then right after 10 o'clock on Friday, um, they, uh, well, on Saturday, you know, they're having the Keep America Beautiful um, uh, event, and they have a lot, a lot of people. I talked to Lori Drucker the other day, and she promises a lot of folks with a lot of litter bags at different places in Attleboro. I guess it goes from 10 to noon, maybe a little longer. And they are going to do a heck of a cleanup. They've done this every year for a few years. And we'll talk to Lori for a little bit on the Keep America or Keep Attleboro Beautiful campaign. Not a bad thing to do to volunteer your time. This is a a wonderful city with a lot of heritage and a lot of history. And there's a lot of folks in this city who continue to uh, support and work toward the betterment of this city. So Lori Drucker will join us on Friday talking about the Keep Attleboro Beautiful campaign, which happens on Saturday. Friday is Earth Day by the way, and wondered if you're going to, you know, do anything special, maybe plant some uh, bushes or plant a nice tree somewhere. Earth Day, Friday, and uh, I'm sure there'll be some uh, uh, observances of Earth Day. Six minutes before the hour of 10 o'clock, welcome in. I'm sitting in for Paul. Uh, Paul will have the uh, girls softball team. It's a big game. Uh, the Attleboro girls versus the Bishop Fian girls. And uh, he will be on the YouTube channel. Uh, you just click on the YouTube on your mobile phone or mobile computer and then click on the AACS sporting event. You'll see it. Uh, Attleboro Girls Softball, and I guess it's the fourth-rated Bishop Fian Girls versus the Attleboro Girls. Should be a quite a contest. Paul Healy and Kevin Callahan with the play-by-play -play and the color commentary. Should be a lot of fun. So tune in either there or here. We'd love to uh, have you here as well. Poet Laureate Brianna Serratus in studio at 1030. Uh, new Attleboro High School principal Kate Campbell will be with us right after 11. And then at 1130, one of the founding members of the Southeastern Mass Lions Pause for Comfort, Debbie Horner, will be with us talking about their fundraiser. And I think she's going to bring... One of, the, one of the dogs, and that should be fun. I hope. I hope she does. I mean, don't quote me, but I hope she does. <laughs> we'll see. 
The number to call is 508-222-1320. If you have anything you'd like to add to the program, maybe something going on that you would like to talk about, uh, we certainly have time for you. Here's a local band right up the street from Boston, the Jay Giles Band. Aha. Uh-huh. Hey, what's what's the name of the field again? Drummond Street. Okay, our number two. It is 1006, 46 degrees outside, lots of sunshine. We have somebody on the phone lines, and I hope it's Tim Killian. Hello, you're on WARA. Hello? Hello? Well, I guess there was, but there isn't now. Okay. Anyway, we're waiting for Tim Killian to give us a call, the program coordinator or the assistant recreation director. And we're going to talk about the recreation department in the city of Attleboro and what they're doing and their need for um, lifeguards. I also got a message from our from our friend uh, Jackie Moore, Romanicki, which we will let you know about as well. Hello, you're on AM 1320. Good morning. Hello, this is Tim Killian. Hey, hi, Tim Killian. How are you, sir? Can't complain. Doing well. How are you, Tom? I'm doing pretty good now that you've given us a call. I I actually was just trying to call you, so maybe our our lines interrupted each other or something. (laughs) I did call a few seconds ago, and I heard your voice, but I guess you could not hear mine, and then I was disconnected, so I called back. Well, I'm so glad you did. On the phone lines, we have program coordinator for the city of Attleboro, or commonly referred to as the (laughs) assistant (laughs) recreation director. And and, Uh, uh, when Dennis isn't in, you are the acting recreation director. I suppose that would be true, yes. Yes. Okay. Um, We've now learned that uh, you are still looking for lifeguards, but you've also gotten a lot of work done uh, over the winter time because you're well ahead of last year's schedule when it comes to having the city's pools equipped with very, very good lifeguards, yes? That is true, yeah. I, I, I think we started probably shortly after January 1st to recruit lifeguards in various ways, getting the word out, etc., so we're fortunate. We're fortunate to plug along and, and recruit some and hire some uh, during the winter months and, and this early spring. So we're ahead of the game, which is good. We're ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. Now, you've already hired 24 lifeguards. Um, are you going to be interviewing more for the probably, season? Uh, uh, probably at least two more, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're looking, looking to fill a couple more slots. Okay. Yep. Now, did the city take um, or pay for some of the folks to get their certification, the $400? Well, yeah. Uh, last uh, summer, we, we set up a special program at the end of the summer where we uh, we put the call out for guards that wanted to be certified, and uh, we would pay for them to be certified uh, as long as they uh, would come back and work for us this summer. So that worked out pretty well. We had five guards apply, and Five guards passed the course, so they'll be uh, they'll be coming aboard uh, this summer. So that worked out pretty well. We got to jump on that a year ago, almost a year ago. 
Mm-hmm. That's great. So uh, the good news is you're going to be able to open another pool for this season, yes? More than likely, yes. We're looking to uh, the, the Twin Village pool has been closed the last two summers due to the shortage and uh, COVID, uh, due to the shortage and also due to COVID. So, uh, yeah, more than likely we'll be able to open the Twin Village pool this summer, which is great. Yeah. Now, I know Attleboro fairly well, but I mm-hmm. I don't remember where the Twin Village pool is. Oh, well, it's right off of uh, South Main Street, uh, Tilda B. Stone, where the soccer fields are. Yes. It's, it's right in that complex there. Oh, I thought they used to call that, I thought it was, that's the one where I used to take my son Jason years ago, we went swimming. Uh, probably, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, 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 a large, it's a large complex, a lot for, yeah. uh, lots, for uh, lots of kids and families to do down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know that was called the uh, Twin Village. I always thought they called that the Stone Pool. Maybe it was changed well, i don't know told to be stone complex but it's the twin mm-hmm. village pool Dodgeville yeah. section of, of the city yeah. that's a great pool and you've got uh, the recreation area you've got the soccer fields there's a place where the kids can change locker rooms and all kinds of good mm-hmm. stuff there yeah yeah there's a nice playground down there as well that the young mm-hmm. kids can recreate on yep oh that's super that is terrific now have you guys uh, decided what the dates are yet for the opening of the pool and the times and all that? We have. Uh, the, the opening day will be June 29th, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll be open Sunday through Saturday, weather permitting, Sunday through Saturday. So when will it be? Till, the, till when? June 29th until August 19th. Oh, that's not bad. That's. Hold on for a second. I just... Uh... Just ran over the t- the brakes here, but oh. that's okay. So that's almost two months, right? Just about. Yeah, it's just about two months. Yeah, it's it's the same amount of days that uh, we've been open uh, in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, will ask when we close the pool in August. You know, how can we close so early? And that's because many of the gods will will go back to school or mm-hmm. will go back and. You know, they have other obligations, so it's just difficult, if not impossible, to keep three pools open past mm-hmm. past that date. Sure. And uh, for people's interest, uh, the the guards, I guess, the, the lifeguards start at, is it a, a little more than $14 an hour, 14 and a half an hour? That, that's a very, very good starting rate for pay. Yeah, that, that is the pay. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, if, if they have some experience and they've worked as a lifeguard before, they can start at, at a bit more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, if they've been here, if they've been here before, so um, they will they will get a bump up in pay. Mm-hmm. So we try to get we try to be as competitive as possible. It's difficult with minimum wage increasing, but uh, mm-hmm. in order for us to uh, attract the qualified lifeguards that we need, we we constantly take a look at the salary scale and adjust things accordingly. Mm-hmm. Now, the three pools that will be open will be the state-run pool. That's the Spatcher pool, right? Or you guys run it, but it's owned by the state. That is correct. The Spatcher pool over on North Avenue. Uh, the, the Briggs pool over uh, right, right uh, on East Street. It's in the yes. middle of a neighborhood over here right by, uh, mm-hmm. right by the Recreation Center. And, of course, the Twin Village pool. And that east side pool has 
been totally renovated, redone. That is a absolute gorgeous facility now. I mean, years and years ago, when my son was real little, <laughs> we used to take him over there. Um, but it wasn't a real, you know, great looking pool. But when did they do all the renovations? Was that, I know Peter Blair, the city council at large, was probably responsible for a lot of that because he's an east side person. Yeah, Peter was really instrumental in, in, um, in helping out and getting the funding for the renovations to that pool. It was probably, it was before I was here. I've been mm-hmm. working for the Recreation Department almost 10 years, so somewhere around 12 to 15 years ago, I believe, that was renovated. And then not too long ago, the entire playground was renovated, uh, probably within the last six or seven years, five, six, seven years, really to to give the residents a, a great mm-hmm. experience, great recreational experiences, different Different items that you can do over there, a couple of basketball courts and hockey slash soccer, uh, the, the playground for the younger kids, etc. So it's, uh, it's a beautiful area, beautiful area. It is. It's very, very nice. A lot of shade, too, and yep. uh, a great place to have uh, a nice uh, dip in the pool there over the summertime. So the dates are uh, June 20th, did June you say? 20- uh, 29th, 29th, 29th okay. to uh, August 18th, Sunday through Saturday. Doggone it. Why am I? I that thing keeps uh, hitting there, but go ahead. <laughs> so it's, yeah, to, to, it's uh, uh, Sunday through Saturday, uh, I'd say uh, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Weather permitting, of course. Okay. And there's some other activities which we will get to. What I'll do is I will take this under, uh, underwriting announcement break. We'll come back and we'll reintroduce Tim Killian and we'll get into some of the other things going on at the Recreation Department, okay? So, sounds good. All right. Tim, stay right there. I'm just going to bring your pot level down. We're going to take a short break. On AM 1320, WARA, Tom Rafferty filling in for Paul Healy. We'll be right back. And I'm Tom Rafferty, and I'm filling in for Paul today and again on Friday. And uh, Paul is currently getting ready to, uh, to do uh, some uh, sports broadcasting right after 11 o'clock. Tim, thank you for staying with us here. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with a uh, a field called the Drummond Street Turf Field? Oh, sure. Yep, over by uh, Adderbury High School. Yep. Yeah, that's where they're going to be broadcasting the uh, the Bishop Fian girls softball team versus the Attleboro girls softball team. That oh. comes at eleven o'clock on the YouTube channel. Double ACS has it live over there. So Oh, awesome. That's I great. wasn't sure I didn't know where the Drummond Street field is, but I guess like you say, it's it's uh it's not the uh athletic field what they renovated, the the brand new one there with the football field, is it? It's in that area from what I understand. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure. I haven't, I haven't driven around there recently, but yep. Okay. So here we are in April. We're about two-thirds of the way through. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the Recreation Department planning for the spring and summer months? What can you tell us so far? Uh, well, related to the pools, so 
something that we haven't done in the last two years is we'll be having swim lessons uh, this summer. Due to COVID, we we did not have swim lessons the last two summers, so we're going to be having swim lessons uh, resuming again this summer, which is great. Mm-hmm. So that's all the swim lessons will be held over at the Spatcher Pool. We're going to consolidate the lessons over there. So we'll have two sessions available uh, for those lessons, which is great. Um, citywide, the, the city will have fireworks again this year after a bit of a hiatus. So July 1st is the date of those uh, fireworks, um, and that's going to be over at Haywood Field due to the construction mm-hmm. over at the high school. It's going to be over at Haywood Field. Is that a Friday, a Saturday? When is that? July 1st. I believe July 1st is a Friday, I believe. So my birthday is the very next day, July 2nd. And, Tim, mm-hmm. the card you sent me last year with the gift inside was just unbelievable. It, I, I was so <laughs> overwhelmed that, you know, that you remembered and that, uh, you know, and, and it was so touching. So I just wanted to, you know, I'm not sure if you're planning to do it again, but I still have wow. that card on my mantelpiece. Jeez, I'm going to have to get on board again. All right. <laughs> anyway, All right. so you're going to have swim lessons, and you're going to have the we'll have, fireworks. We'll have swim lessons, of course, uh, uh, along with uh, the July 4th, the fireworks. We always have the Kids 4th Fun, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, an event over at Ponce and Ewitt that we have every year. So that's uh, that's going to be coming up uh Coming up on, uh, where is my dates here? July July 3rd is actually the date of Kids 4th Fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, rain date, rain date of uh, July 4th, actually. So that's 9 to 11.30 at Ponce and Hewitt. A lot of old-time games, and we have uh, DJ Nate playing some music, and you have some hot dogs, and cool the kids off with the sprinklers and so forth, so... Mr. Walsh, Dennis Walsh does a great job coordinating those events. Mm-hmm. And a few other things that folks should know about. We uh, we have tickets available to the Red Sox games. Uh, and there's a game in June, July, and August that people are interested. They can look online to the recreation website and take a look at the tickets. And uh, if they'd like to purchase some, they can fill out a form, send it in, or give me a call over here. be happy to talk to them about that. So we have that going on during the summer we have a family swim and movie night we've been doing this the last few years where we show a movie outdoors but before we do that we have the pool open until dusk so uh, folks can come out of our residence it's a free event we also uh will have a juggler there his uh, gentleman's name is henry the juggler so before the movie starts we'll have a juggler to entertain the young kids and the families as well mm-hmm we have an arts and crafts program. It's a mobile arts and crafts program that goes around to various parks in the city to do arts and crafts projects with young kids. So that will be that will be going on as well from uh, June 27th to August 19th. And that sounds terrific. I want to yeah. ask you also, there mm-hmm. was an article a ways back in the Chronicle that the Recreation Department had, uh, you know, just publicizing the fact that the Attleboro Youth Center is open. Is that still open for kids 8 to yeah. 17 over there at the... That, uh... that is correct. It is still open. It's winding down. It's winding down uh, because as the, wa- as the weather gets warmer, uh, kids are outside more. So that's going to be winding down at the end of this week. 
but yep, uh, it usually goes from uh, October until mid to mid to late April to give kids things to do uh, inside, recreational activities, assistance with homework, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yep, we have that as well. And because it's vacation week, there might be kids over there right now doing uh, computer do, work. Or uh, uh, This week we are open 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of this week. Okay. Yep. So kids, kids can drop by. Kids can drop Super. by and have a place to go. Mm-hmm. One other thing I did want to mention before I forget is we have a youth golf day that we have every year that's going to be coming up on May 7th. Over at the links at uh, Mass Golf, that's in Norton. Kids mm-hmm. can come. Kids can come there, and they can uh, participate in a clinic that is uh, given by the Atterbury Area Golf uh, Association. Uh, they graciously volunteer their time. We have some some hot dogs. We have some raffle prizes. So, if any a youngster would like to come, uh, there's information on our website, on our homepage of our website, the recreation website how to sign up for that, how to register for that. We have a few Mm -hmm. slots available. Do they have to bring their own golf clubs? They do not. (laughs) We have golf clubs available if if, uh, the youngsters Mm -hmm. don't have golf clubs. Yeah. Golfing is such a challenging sport. It is the toughest, toughest thing. I've never – I've done miniature golf. I've never done the nine-hole or 18-hole golf. Uh, It is tough, but it's – it it's a fun sport. Certainly, you get it a lot of fun. exercise. You need you need quite a bit of patience. More patience than I have as well. <laughs> I used to golf, but I don't golf anymore. Okay. Uh, a few other things that folks should know about is uh, we have tennis lessons. We have uh, youngsters that are on the tennis team, both at Atterbury and Bishop Fiano. They have been on the team. Both uh, they teach young kids uh, how to play the game of tennis. So. Uh, there's a few. There's a couple of sessions that'll be going on during the summer. This summer, over at uh, the the, fin, the the tennis courts over at uh, Finberg Field Complex over there. So again, information mm-hmm. is available on our website and how to register for that. Is that recreation? Uh, C O O R D at cityofattleboro.us. The easiest way to get to the recreation website because it's kind of a long. It's kind of a. Uh, uh, a, a long thing is uh, cityofattleboro.us, and then if you go to the main City of Attleboro website, you'll be able to just jump off on a link and click on uh, click on recreation. You'll see okay. the different departments, and that's the easiest thing to do. Okay, yeah, that's that's easy. So there's a lot going on over the spring and summer, and a lot of these activities are designed to help keep the the young kids busy and have some fun. So uh, they're not likely to get into any kinds of trouble, certainly. Well, we, we hope that, exactly. Yep, we want to try to offer as many opportunities as possible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, okay. and the other, one other thing I should mention is we, we've been doing this for a number of years, many years actually. We have an all-day summer program for families that obviously need to, to work. Uh, so we will take care of their kids. We'll do some recreational activities here at the Botech Center. Mm-hmm. Also go to the pool, have a few field trips, do some arts and crafts projects, and, and really give, give the youngsters a, a positive experience mm-hmm. uh, during the day. So, If they want more information on any of these activities, and if they want to call directly and talk to you or Dennis, how can they do that? 
Sure, they can give me a call, 774-203-1889. Talk to myself or Dennis Walsh. Be happy to be happy to answer any questions. Uh, also, shoot me an email. My email is a little odd. It's the word recreation followed by coord, which is short for coordinator, mm-hmm. at cityofattleboro.us. Okay. Certainly looking on the website will uh, we'll give people a lot of information as well. All right. That's terrific. We are just about out of time, and I want to thank you, Tim, for filling us in on all of this and uh, certainly primary and foremost, the lifeguards. You're still going to be interviewing people. You have Mm -hmm. uh, 24. You need at least two more. And Mm -hmm. uh, is the city going to cover that uh, cost for the certification again and still doing that? Uh, we don't have that program, uh, but certainly we could uh, we, we could consider helping to defray the cost of, uh, of mm-hmm. that uh, certification uh, if you know, if the youngster needs some financial assistance. There's okay. ways for us to go about providing that. Mm-hmm. All right, super. And the pools are going to open on June 29th, and there's going to be tentatively three because of all of the. Uh, fine work you and Dennis and the crew have done. We're looking at the Twin Village Pool uh, mm-hmm. reopening for the first time in many years, yes? Uh, first time in two years. First time wow. in two summers, yep. Okay. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you very much, Tim Killian. Uh, you're a terrific, terrific person. You've always been a good mentor to me since I've known you, and Dennis is wonderful as well. So, I hope to see you around some of the pools this year, and if I do see you, I'll I'll come up and shake your hand and say, "Hey, thank you." That's that's really what we could do is say thank you for all the great work you oh, folks wow. do. Uh, thank you. I appreciate knowing you, Tom. I appreciate giving uh, you giving me the opportunity to talk about what's going on this summer. All right. Continued success, sir. All right. Thank you. You too. All right. There goes. Uh, Tim Killian, he is the uh, program coordinator or the assistant recreation director for the city of Attleboro. And you heard it all here on Pontificating with Paul and the Proletariat. In the green room, we have uh, uh, Brianna Serratus is waiting, and uh, if she can hear me, she can stop right in now and we'll talk about poetry and her being the poet laureate right now we'll take a short break we'll be right back all right we are back it's 10 33 on am 1320 wra we have sunny skies out there and i have to remember where your microphone is brianna serrata welcome Hi, Tom. Thank you for having me back. I think that is the correct one. Just need to get you a little closer. Am I you good? Can, yeah, you can. <laughs> I'll pull it yeah, right here. There yep. There you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome. You look great. Thank you. It's nice to get some vitamin D. I, I work at home, <laughs> so I'm always in the cave. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. So, yeah, the sun is out, and uh, hopefully it'll warm it up. Ooh, there was a, a wind chill when I walked in, and I was so confused, but we're in that part of the spring, right? <laughs> yes, that's for sure. It is a little windy, but not too bad. You are Attleboro's Poet Laureate, mm-hmm. 
and you have a whole list of wonderful things that are going to happen here in the city to promote poetry and the reading of poetry and um, tonight is one of those nights, correct? Yes, it is. Tell us a little bit about what's happening at the library tonight. So tonight, we're asking people to come join us at 6 p.m. in the Balfour Room. That's the room right to the right when you walk in. We're going to be having a poetry reading and discussion with Tara agath Valen, who is a poet, blogger, and she also self-published her own uh, poetry collection in... Uh, when she was 17 years old. Oh so she's going to be going through that process, talking about her own work, and really opening it up to discussion. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. So her her book, Writing Daisies? Wilting Daisies, yep. Oh, writing or wilting? Wilting, yep. Wilting Daisies, okay. <laughs> writing Daisies about wilting daisies, okay. right? Okay, <laughs> so... Tell us about what that, that's all about. Where, where could you get a copy of it? Actually, you can get a copy on Amazon, which mm-hmm. is super exciting. Uh, Wilting Daisies by Tara Gathvalen. Um, and it's just a collection that kind of goes through her earlier work. Uh, this is when she was still a student in high mm-hmm. school. So it talks about topics that she's passionate about, about self-image, about the environment, mm-hmm. and about just existing in the world as you are as a young adult and trying mm-hmm. to navigate all of those really complex issues. Hmm. Wow. Now, if for someone who, who wants to get into poetry... Uh, are there any kind of like unwritten rules about writing poetry? You, when you were selected, recalled your experiences here in Attleboro, maybe going to get an ice cream at Blisteri yep. mm-hmm. or, or anything like that. If I wanted to write a poem, is there a length that it's supposed to be? Does it have to rhyme? Does it have to make sense? I've, re- I've read poetry where you look at it and go, wow, that's awesome. But what did it really mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think that uh, that question, what does it really mean, is one that you have to take to every single piece that you read. I would say that there, I would say that there's no rules. There are people who would disagree with me. Um, but I think that one of the most important rules is to be persistent, to be consistent, and to never look at something like it's the final product because it's not mm-hmm. going to be. Mm-hmm. And you just keep revisiting and rewriting because poets are writing the story of their lives. Mm-hmm. And thank God every day that we get that story changes, unfolds, and brings some plot twists. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So this this book that uh, she put together. She's going to have that tonight. You're going to talk a little bit about some of her her writings. I think we have a phone call oh, here. Fun. Let's see. Let's see. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, you're on AM 1320 WARA. Good morning. Hello. Well, we did have somebody. Let's see. Are you there? Hello. I don't know who that is, but We'll ask them to call back. Yep, they're always welcome back. Yes. (laughs) So talking to uh, Brianna Serrata, um, how long have you known um, Tara? Tara. I have known her for a decade, which is a lot of time for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 
And it's one of those things where we were in school together at the mm -hmm. Foxborough Regional Charter School mm -hmm. from middle school all the way up. So I've really seen her grow and kind of come to her own as a poet. Mm -hmm. And then to be able to return to that and have this discussion with her is just really exciting for me. And it's great because she's going to be reflecting on a book that she wrote five years ago. Oh, my gosh. And just those reflections of what you've written and now it's in paper. Um and having that discourse, not only with the poetry, but with yourself and the person mm -hmm. who you were mirroring back when you wrote that is going to be exciting. Right. So that book will be um, added to the catalog, and you will be able to check it out at the Atterboro Public Library. That's terrific. And it's at 6 It is at 6 in the Balfour in Room. In the Balfour Room. Absolutely. I hope we get a lot of people over there. And uh, she's also a blogger. What, she what does, is. I know I've seen different blogs what kind of a forum do you use to do blogging? Uh, I believe it's WordPress. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm not a blogger, mm -hmm. uh, but she blogs a lot about writing and oh, really? the experience of writing and self-publishing, mm -hmm. which is why I really wanted to have her on because she did something outstanding, getting something published at 17. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, that's something on their bucket list, and they just don't know how to navigate it. Sure. So to have someone come and explain the ropes is exciting. Very good. Um, what other things are going to be happening? I know you're very closely linked to the to the uh, to the library, uh, the library director over there. And uh, do you have some other things planned in May, June, July? Yeah, so uh, we're working through things. We just had an event at the Rodman Center in Foxborough, a My Favorite Poem reading. We are um, releasing our Found Poem, which is a community project that we had been working on for two mm -hmm. months. So a video will be out on that soon. And we're looking to do another round of the Found Poem. Um, we're looking to do a coffee house more towards the summer mm -hmm. to have people come and just display their talents. And then we're also looking at the community and saying what kind of municipal events are, are here and are happening that sure. would like a little sprinkle of poetry in them. Oh, yes. <laughs> we should have uh, should go maybe to the city council meetings and have them uh, write a poem for an assignment or something <laughs> on, on city happenings. That would be great. Um, the city's first poet laureate is Brianna Serrata. She's with us here live in studio. Your tenure is one year, correct? Yes. Now, mm -hmm. will they then appoint a new poet laureate? Absolutely. And you will kind of hand the torch to them. I will hand the torch over. <laughs> I'm just blazing the path. I'm going mm -hmm. through all the dirty work so that we have a system in place and we can just keep making this mm -hmm. bigger and bigger and more impactful. Super. If you have a comment or a question, it's 508-222-1320. She will be at the Attleboro Public Library tonight. If they want to register, is there still time to get on the AttleboroLibrary.org? Absolutely. You can still register and you can still walk in. We, we mm -hmm. will find space for you. And that's the Belfour room upstairs. Is that the one with all the huge, well, you can get all the newspapers there. It's kind of to the left as you go up the stairs. I'm not exactly sure. I should figure that out so I can show up <laughs> at the right place. <laughs> Anyway, um, the number to call is 508-222-1320. Is April National Poetry Month? Yes, it is. So all across the country, people are celebrating 
their love of poetry. They're taking time to look at something that we sometimes overlook, and it's mm-hmm. a it's a special month that we're trying to we're trying to put our own mark in it here in Attleboro. Sure. Um, what are your favorite types of poems? Are you um, like way way back historical poems, or are you more into the current? I think that's a great question. I've always been that person who doesn't listen to the album, listens to the song. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a you know it when you hear it type thing. Mm-hmm. I like a lot. I like Spanish poetry from the 17th century, but I also like contemporary work. Mm-hmm. And there's there's just something musical about the cadence. And when you find that cadence and you resonate with it, then that's a good poem to me. Mm-hmm. I think the Edelboro Library probably has a whole section over there on poetry, correct? Yes, there is an extensive section that covers from contemporary grassroots poets to Mm -hmm. the more classics if you want to get a a more broader education in poetry. That Mm -hmm. is the second or the third floor. It's kind of in the back, so definitely go to the front desk, Mm -hmm. ask Amy or any of the the people at the front desk, and they they will definitely direct you to it. Okay. Amy Rillinger, the library director, she's been over here a few times talking about some of the events. The library, having all those renovations, mm-hmm. it's looking terrific. It's, I, it's just about everything done over there with the roof and everything. They don't report to me, so I don't have the status <laughs> update. <laughs> right. But uh, I did write a piece uh, mm-hmm. in honor of that, so that will be unveiled soon. Um, and it's so special to just see mm-hmm. this building with so much history kind of sure. get a new lease on life. Where um, where can people read your poetry? Do you have a website? I need a website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's one of those things where being the poet laureate is so Mm -hmm. fun, but it also means that you don't have any time to write your own. (laughs) Right. Well, I'm glad you're here, and um, the way I found out about it is the Sun Chronicle. Mm -hmm. At least they're keeping touch and giving you press time as well to to let people know where you are and some of the activities that you're going to be involved in. Absolutely. There is there was something there is something happening in Seekonk in another week. Hold on for a second. They're having some kind of poetry session down there. It was in the paper. I'll have to show it to you. Yeah, show it to but, me. But uh, I don't think Seekonk has a poet laureate like Attleboro does. Oh, no. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. We're, we're right. making the change. Okay, 16 before 11. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with our poet laureate, Brianna Serrata. We are back. We are back with you on a Wednesday, April 20th. The phone number is 508-222-1320. Attleboro's Poet Laureate, Brianna Serrata, is with us in studio. There's an event tonight at the Attleboro Public Library. Um, What can you tell us a little bit more about uh, Tara and her love of poetry? Uh, Is she going to kind of, are you both going to kind of, speak and then get into more of the poetry tonight? Uh, We're going to start with a reading and then Tara is going to sit down. I'm going to ask her some questions. It's going to be like a moderated discussion and then we're going to open up the floor. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's one of the coolest things about this because a lot of times you find a poet you love and they're dead. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, you know, and this is a living, breathing poet right here. You mm-hmm. can interact. You can say, hey, what did you mean by that stanza? And she yeah. can tell you. 
Um, you can disagree with her. You could tell her what you think her her work means. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just it's going to be a really nice, quiet event where you're not sitting in the back. You're sitting in the front. And we're, we're, we're all engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the name of her publication again is... Wilting Daisies. Wilting. Yeah. I don't know. Why did I write writing daisies? <laughs> Wilting Daisies. She wrote it four years ago as a senior at the Foxborough Regional Charter School, correct? Yes, she did. Wow. That is going to be interesting. And uh, it's tonight at 6 p.m., and you would invite just about anybody, students, yep. anybody that wants to delve into poetry and what it's all about basically absolutely it's uh content that can be heard by anyone Mm -hmm. it's not you know overly mature and um it's just a fun time even just to to ask her a question sure do they have in college these days now you went to vassar yep as a brilliant student from attleboro (laughs) um do they have in a lot of universities today majoring in poetry or in this type of field? Um, uh, for example, I got an English and a political science degree, mm-hmm. and uh, you were really able to specialize in that, uh, in creative writing, if you so choose chose. But um, it's one of those things where uh, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm not sure in this economy. Because <laughs> right. I love poetry, but I also like having a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. And those are competing interests sure, always. Of course. Um, what about high school? Are they teaching poetry courses? Did you have a background before you went to school? At yes. Uh, the English teachers are English teachers are some of the most passionate mm-hmm. people that I know, and they will go out and nurture that interest. I mean, I actually uh, started loving poetry in the fifth grade. We had a whole poetry unit. Mm-hmm. We went through the whole gambit: acrostic uh, poetry, alliterative mm-hmm. poetry, all these different types of poetry, and we created a little book. Mm-hmm. And I still have that book to this day. And it's really what kind of dipped my toes into the water. And after I started, I never stopped. It's like a bad habit. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. What is, now you said crustic? Acrostic. Acrostic poetry. What what is acrostic poetry? So acrostic poetry is lots of fun. You take the word, let's say baseball, Mm -hmm. and you write B-A-S-E. I should probably not spell this out. I'll probably mess it up. (laughs) Um, But you write baseball, and then Mm -hmm. every first word of that line Mm -hmm. has to be B-A-S-E. So it's really cool because you have these letters spelling out the topic of the poem, and then you also go into it. So it's a fun way to engage, uh, definitely engage kids Mm -hmm. in an activity like this. It looks beautiful on the paper, Mm -hmm. um, and it's just fun. It's low stakes. So... You write baseball, uh-huh. and then what do you do with each letter? You Do you write something else about it? Or? Yeah, so that has to be the first letter of the line. So if I, if I was writing a poem about baseball, I'd write mm-hmm. maybe batter up. Oh. Always, you know. Oh, I see. Stealing S, uh, bases. Right. Yeah. Extra innings. Exactly. Or, you got it. it. Okay, uh-huh. baseball. Uh uh, Baltimore. I mean, that's a team. But yep. <laughs> it could be anything like you want. That. It's fun, right? Yeah. We could do uh, radio. We could R-A-D-I-O. do radio. Yep. Uh, R would be uh, 
I don't know. It could be riveting. All Audio. encompassing. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, dependable. I R A D I. Uh, interesting. Interesting. Outstanding. And outstanding. Yep. And then do you just keep going after that? What is that? No, this is usually a more limited poem, mm-hmm. um, where that would just be those lines. But you could write like a whole, mm-hmm. like a whole sentence after each. Right. And then also, uh, which what is a lot of fun are poems that the shape of the poem is mm-hmm. in. It could even be in the shape of a microphone. Right. And you would write it, and the stanzas would um, mm-hmm. would all come to a point so that we could see a microphone. Wow. And what was the other kind of poetry you had mentioned? Um, I, I don't remember. <laughs> Crustic, caustic, and there was another one. Well, but anyway. Yeah, playing with uh, alliteration and stuff like that. Just mm-hmm. all of the, the uh, figures of speech and the, yeah. So people can register at mm-hmm. the events page on the org. It's at 6 o'clock tonight. Yep. And you will be there in Terra. How do you pronounce that middle name? Agath? Agath, yeah. Agath Valen. Valen? Valen, yep. yep. Valen. And she will be there talking about, you're all going to do, you're going to do a little bit of talking, and then you're going to interview her, and then she's probably going to read some of her stuff. Yep. Yeah. How long do you think it might last? Maybe a couple hours, hour and a half? It's going to be something where we're going to go until there are no other questions in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, as we mentioned, I had a, a presentation at the Rodman Center in Foxborough, yes. and it was a smaller group. So mm-hmm. we actually, we didn't go on the stage. We sat right. down together, okay. and we talked until we were talked out. We shared poetry, mm-hmm. uh, and it was just a very natural ending. So sure. definitely looking for something like that. And are you going to do that again, the one that you did at Rodman? There's I would love be. to. Yeah. yeah. I would love Get to. people that uh, are interested in poetry. Um, and you might be interested in poetry yourself if you're listening right now, 508-222-1320. If you have a comment or a question about poetry or if you've ever written anything, maybe, uh, maybe uh, um, our poet laureate, Brianna, would uh, give a listen and, and see uh, if it's uh, – Worth publishing. Could be. It's all worth publishing. <laughs> sure. 508-222-1320. Uh, right after 11, I don't know if you know her, but if you were educated in the Attleboro, um, did you ever have uh, Kate Campbell as a teacher no, over the I years? No, I went to the charter school in Boston. Oh, that's right. You went yeah. to the charter school. Very good. Yep. So, so um, in, in kind of closing this, what can you say about the future of you know what you're going to be doing with poet laureate what again things that you're planning and is there do you have a like a a facebook page that people can go on to to find out more uh, so I have an Instagram right now. We do have a Facebook page, but the mm-hmm. Instagram just seems to be quicker and easier. It's mm-hmm. Atterboro Poet Laureate. Uh, you can also email me at Laureate at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, as I said, we're looking to do a coffee house event, mm-hmm. um, and we're really just uh, dipping our toes. We have a couple surprises that I'll, mm-hmm. I'll come back later and tell sure. you guys about. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's good. But definitely we have our finger on the pulse of what's going on in Atterboro, and we're excited okay thank you so much for being here thank you tom um, I, I i had talked to dominic and he said you're having brianna again you 
can't you she's got to come on my show <laughs> then your show and i said no she made the time to do it this time so but again tonight next time. six o'clock absolutely at the attleboro public library north main street should be very interesting and i wish you the very very best of luck and hope to see you again sometime thank you tom always All a right. pleasure okay uh let's see we're three minutes before the hour of 11 o'clock let's take a short break here and we'll be right back we are just about at 11 a.m we have another hour to go filling in for paul healy pontificating with paul and the proletariat tom rafferty with you till the hour of 12 noon thanks for being with us we have a couple of more guests coming up and uh, our next guest on the phone lines will be the new Attleboro High School principal by a unanimous choice, Kate Campbell. She'll be calling in and we'll talk to her about her educational career. And uh, if you are missing Paul, you can tune in to the uh, YouTube channel and you can uh, click on to the Attleboro or the... Uh, Double ACS uh, channel where they will be broadcasting the girls' softball game between Bishop Fee and Shamrocks and the Attleboro Blue Bombardiers. And where is that taking place? That is taking place, I'll tell you right now. It's over near Attleboro High School. It's at the Drummond Street Turf Field. Drummond Street Turf Field. If you want to go over and watch it live, you can do that. Let's see. We have somebody on the phone lines right now. Hello, you're on WARA. Good morning. Hello. Hmm. That's weird. Hello. Huh. Well, Foxborough Town of 508-543-1680. Well, that's nice. I don't know why they're calling, but that's okay. You can always call back if you'd like. It's about a minute after 11. You're listening to WARA AM 1320 in Providence. And... Uh, we are expecting, oh, you know what? I'll bet you that was Kate Campbell calling in. That's who that was. Let me see if I can get that number back. Let's see. There it is. 508-543-1680. Huh. Let's see if we can. What I'll do is I'll call her. Hmm. All right, we're going to try this again and get right back to the phone lines. Good morning, you're on WARA. Is this, uh, is this Kate Campbell? Hello? Hmm. I wonder why we're having trouble with the phone lines now. Hmm. Hello? Nope, nobody there. Well, I guess we can 
try this again and see if we can get her on the phone lines. It is uh, three minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock on AM 1320. We're waiting uh, newly appointed Attleboro High School principal Kate Campbell. If she can hear us, you can try to call back. I don't know why we're not, uh, we're having a little issue with the phone lines, but uh, we'll, we'll solve that, I'm sure. 508-222-1320 is the number to call. And uh, let's see, it's four minutes after. Yeah, there she is again. Let's see if we can get her on the phone lines. Hello, Kate, is that you? It is. Hey, is we, there we are. I don't know why, but uh, we've had more issues with the phone lines today than ever, ever, ever in like eight years here. My goodness. But you are with us, and thank oh, you for good. calling. How are you today? I'm doing great. The sun is shining and a little bit of a nip in the air, but all is good. All is good. <laughs> yes, I, I feel the same way. A uh, little, little chilly on the wind, but the sun is out there, and we're two-thirds of the way through April, and everything is... Uh, is good. I think the temperatures are going to get warmer. And uh, first of all, let me uh, congratulate you on behalf of everybody here at WARA and AACS for being the unanimous choice to be the new Attleboro High School principal. Congratulations, Kate. Thank you very much. I'm so excited about this next stage of my journey. And as I continue to say, for me, it's it's going home. I'm really excited to be back on the Attleboro team mm-hmm. and be back in the city. Sure, I truly am. You have uh, you have done a lot in education. Uh, you were a special education teacher at Hill Roberts. You also were the principal at Willett Elementary for a number of years. Um, and uh, let me just ask you. Um, how would you describe your role as a principal? How, how, do you feel you're the, uh, you know, a, a different kind of a principal? How do you approach the everyday business of being a principal, whether it's elementary or whether it's a school in Foxborough? Sure, sure. And actually, I was only the principal at, I worked in Attleboro for 20 years, but I was at Willett for just one year. So there was a little bit of, uh, but that's all right. I was principal in Plainville for eight years and then in Foxborough. But I think part of what, and and I don't know if there's ever anybody who can consider themselves a uh, spectacular principal because the work we do is hard. But something that's really important to me is the connection and the relationship with uh, staff and with students. Mm -hmm. So when I was first asked to go into administration, I said, oh, I don't think that's for me. My role is always with the students and their families and making that connection and, and really fostering that love for learning and being good people. So when I, you know, I did finally jump over to the admin side, for me, it was a self really something that I needed to live by every day coming into work. And, and a principal's job is pretty much 24-7. Mm-hmm. But really what it is is really remaining connected to who is in your building. And I think that's something I've been able to do in all of my different roles, not only mm-hmm. as a classroom teacher, but uh, as a principal. So it is important to me 
to know the staff really well. It's really important to me to know all of the students. It'll be a little bit, it'll take me a little bit longer at the high school <laughs> than it has in some of my other buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are uh, to be present, to be seen, um, for people, families, students, and staff to know that they are heard and that I value what, they, what they're bringing because being in a school setting, especially after the pandemic, is, is challenging and mm-hmm. the work we do is hard. And I don't believe that there are any isolated islands. Uh, I think we're all part of a team. And together, a team is stronger to do the hard work that we have to do. Sure. So I am I'm excited. I'm energized. Um, I'm going back to where I started as a teacher 30 years ago in September. Um, so I feel I'm coming back with 30 years of experience and learning and growing. Um, I'm a lifelong learner. I, I feel that once uh, anyone really stops reading and learning and trying and taking risks academically, um, then then it's time to go. But mm-hmm. it's not time for me to go. I, I've, I, I have a passion for the work that I get to do every mm-hmm. day, and being part of a school for me is a privilege. Again, the work we do is hard, but I feel very privileged to call myself an educator. Sure. Kate Campbell is my guest on the phone lines. She is the new appointed principal for the the brand new $260 million mega complex over there on uh, uh, Blue Pride Way. And uh, now things are going to be developing over the summer. You are the principal starting July 1st. Um, I'm sure there's going to be an opportunity to get together with other administrators, parents. Uh, has anything been formalized yet as to let's all go over and meet Kate and, and see what her vision is, what her plans are? So, yes, um, I was able to spend some time with Superintendent Sawyer yesterday, and we had a, another great meeting about really talking about some short-term plans and some longer-term plans. But I will be going over next week, um, next Wednesday, and I'll be able to meet the high school staff. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, we'll plan a, uh introduction, so I'll be able to uh, meet the school committee, and then we will also plan at least one or two community meetings. Those haven't been set yet with dates. Mm-hmm. on where I'll be able to meet families and answer questions and hopefully meet some of the students. Um, but I'm really looking forward to that part because mm-hmm. for me, coming in new to the high school, I really it was important to me when I met with the interview committee of what they're also looking for. Mm-hmm. It's not just what I can bring, but it's also of what we need. So I think that the collaboration piece is really important to me listening mm-hmm. and learning and growing together. It's an exciting time for the school district. It's an exciting time for the city. This school is the most magnificent high school I've ever seen. And I've been able, I've been lucky enough to see lots of schools, but um, <laughs> it's truly magnificent. And I'm so proud um, of the city to be able to say this is what we want for our students in Attleboro. Mm-hmm. Um, they've always put education in the forefront in the entire time I've, I, and even when I've, uh, w- you know, really watched from afar when I wasn't in Attleboro, I've always been a champion for the schools and for the, t- and for the city. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's an exciting time. I'm looking forward to being a piece of it um, and really being able to create a cohesive team 
Mm-hmm. I think coming into a building with that magnitude of really being able to build a strong administration team that connects with the staff and that feels that we're a united building and a united um, really a staff for us to be able to do the work that we do. I mm-hmm. want the kids to be proud of their school and to be happy with where they are. Um, life is hard for kids, all kids right now. But I think really having that opportunity to to build the relationships and the teachers do that so well. And again, uh, through the pandemic, educators have been true warriors for education and finding ways to connect with kids that were not done before the pandemic. So um, I, I'm proud to be a part of what we have in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm up for a challenge and some hard work, but that's how Attleboro is, has always been wired, and I know that there'll be some wonderful people with me. Absolutely. So you're you're going to have a yep. lot of support and a lot of help. Um, yep. Before you take over the helm, you are leaving a community of people that I'm sure appreciate you and, and, and connected with you and really, really believed in your uh, leadership style, and that's the Igo school there in Foxborough. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's going to be hard to leave. I'm sure you developed a, uh, a rapport and a good relationship with the kids and the teachers. Uh, is there any kind of thing that you will that will stay with you from that school that is unique that you'll carry over to the new high school coming back to Attleboro? I think, um, and I'll, I've worked in three districts in my 30 years, the longest in Attleboro, where I'll be going back. But I, as I've said to my staff when I told them that I have accepted this position, um, yes, there were some tears. I've had families reach out um, and, and students. But I also know that the work that we do in a school is more than just one person. Yes, I, I can rally the troops and lead everybody but I also know that IGO has such amazing educators and really they, they will take care of their kids the way that they have. I think that I've been able to leave a positive mark on the school and in some ways continued the wonderful work that was being done here by a former colleague of mine, as well as set some, some new um, paths that will continue on. So it's always very hard for me to leave a school that I've worked in because I truly see um, the schools I work in as part of my family. Mm-hmm. Um, people who work with me know that. They know that uh, it's important that that they feel good about their job and that they feel valued. And the way you do that with people is by getting to know them and mm-hmm. knowing about their families and their kids. Um, students of mine, uh, it's very important to me that I know my students' names and that I know their backgrounds and that I know who they are walking through their doors. Everybody is different and unique. And I think that getting to know people for who they are is what, how I make them feel is what they'll remember. Mm-hmm. And, or that's what I've been told. Sure. So I, I think that I've been very lucky to work with so many, again, it's, it's a privilege to be an educator, but to work with so many um, wonderful educators and staff here at IGO, um, and I will miss them. I will truly, it's always a tough decision because I've loved everywhere I've worked. I've never left for being unhappy. Mm-hmm. I've always, the, the few reasons that I've, and I never ever thought I would even ever leave Attleboro, but sometimes when a new challenge or journey is 
in front of you, it helps you grow and learn. I, mm-hmm. I think I'm able to take all of the pieces that I've had and together it, it will help me be a strong principal at the high school. I, I think the people skills and the leadership ability are what I will take with me to the high school. That's terrific. And I think your predecessor, uh, Bill Rooney, uh, had a lot of great things to say about you. And uh, when you go into the high school, you are not going to be Bill Rooney. You're not going to be anything like him. You yeah. have your own style. You have your own uh, way of of connecting with people. And I think, uh, you know, that's one of the things he said was uh, why he was in your corner, because you have such a a wonderful way with people and great leadership skills and uh, just have that very good nature about, uh, you know, caring and, and, you know, really getting to know the kids. Because, uh, you know, when you're over there, you're kind of, you're, you're, they look up to you in so many different ways. Right. And uh, I'm sure that's going to carry over into September. Uh, and uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, uh, you know, all things look good, you know, for you. And uh, if we can be of any help here, I, I want I we did this with Mr. Rooney when he first started. We asked him, please always be accessible to the radio or to the TV folks. Uh, he would make different trips over here on occasion. And we hope that in your, you know, busy first year that uh, we could talk to you on the phone lines and Absolutely. get information and, uh, you know, have that uh, uh, connection with you uh, for the sake of all of our listeners in Absolutely. the Attleboro area. And I would, I would like that. Bill and I have um, a similar philosophy on how important the community is and being connected. So I appreciate all of what Bill Rooney has done for me in making this transition already a positive. I have so much respect for the work that he has done in Attleboro and the projects that he really has led the the troops with. But I also know that um, I'm excited for him in his next journey in what he will have to tackle in front of him. But I I know that some of the foundations, he will um, work with me to make sure that the transition Mm -hmm. uh, is as seamless as possible. And I'll be forever uh, appreciative of him. Mm -hmm. I admire the work that he has done. And again, one of the things that's very important to him is making sure that those connections in the community stand firm and are solidified. So I, I feel very much the same way that Bill does in that our vo- if our voice can help support the community and can make those connections, I would want to do the same things that he did. Sure. My guest yeah. on the phone lines, Kate Campbell. She's the new Attleboro High School principal as of July 1st. You know, uh, talking with you and listening to you, Kate, um, I was remiss in just asking you, tell us, you know, before you got into education, did you grow up in Massachusetts? What part of the country are you from? How did you get sure. involved in education? Where did you go to school? That kind of thing. Why don't you tell us sure. about the early days of uh, Kate sure. Je- uh, Kate Campbell? Not that you're, you know, ready <laughs> for the senior home. You're, you well, know, okay. but go ahead. No. Sure. I actually am a native New Yorker. Um, I grew up on Long Island. I'm one of five. Uh, siblings. I was very mm-hmm. lucky to 
grew up in a, in a big family, but we spent summers on Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. So every summer, my parents would pack up the car and all five kids in the back of the station wagon, and to Martha's Vineyard, we would go. Aww. So um, I think we all gra- uh, gravitated towards Massachusetts and New England mm-hmm. when we got ready for college. And I did end up at Providence College over in Providence, and... Um, I actually started political science for two years and realized what I was doing in the summer in Martha's Vineyard, which was uh, a camp counselor, was was really what I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So I quickly switched some majors and doubled up on classes, and I did uh, elementary ed and special ed over at Providence. And I was was very lucky. I loved it from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I got a job right out of, uh, I remember Labor Day weekend of 1992. I got hired in Attleboro. And this is where I, I met my husband, who also worked in Providence. We worked together. I was the bartender. He was the cook. And oh, wow. here, here we are now. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we have two beautiful boys. My oldest son is going to be a senior at UNH. She's graduating mm-hmm. the business department. Oh, and super. my youngest son, Jack, is a freshman at Salve Regina, and he's in the Administration of Justice Homeland Security mm-hmm. Program. And who would so have they, thought? They're very they, much a part, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You have two kids who certainly know the value of education, that's for sure. They, they have often been very much a part of my work life. Um, mm-hmm. They were always, as well as my husband, they, they get very involved in school projects. They know how much I care about my work family and the students here. So uh, for me, life is trying to find as much balance as mm-hmm. we can. My kids were always a priority, but they were often the... They, they knew my work world. They, they would sure. very often be at school events uh, with me and celebrating. And it was nice that I, we raised our boys in North Attleboro, so they were mm-hmm. big basketball players and involved in sports. So it would be fun to be back um, playing against Attleboro uh, and playing <laughs> and seeing kids that I had had as students. Yes. So even though I'm a native New Yorker, once I came to Providence, I didn't leave. I went back there for my master's in special ed. Um, special education is something that is, uh, has really been near and dear. I feel that all students, all, all students need to, um, be met with Mm -hmm. what their needs are. And all students are different and everybody has a different style of learning and growing. Well, I I certainly heard you say that you are from Long Island, so I have to tell you, you're always going to be my friend because I am originally from upstate New York and grew up in the Triple Cities area, Binghamton, about an hour south of Syracuse. Went to school in Syracuse at a radio-television school and migrated here back in 1986. Uh, I went to SUNY Oswego, and I went to school with probably a lot of your neighbors from Long Island, or as they used to say, they'd say, Long Long Island, Long Long Island. Long Island. Yes. When I'm tired, I will say, my boys will say, I'll say coffee when I'm tired. Oh, yes. Nothing comes out when I'm tired. Yeah, (laughs) and there was, I mean, geez, probably 60% of my school a lot of the kids were from Long Island. They love the upstate New yeah. York schools, but yep. here we are. So, you know, we, we, have, we have the New York roots. Uh, I love it. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit more about, uh, uh, you know, you, you've been the principal at, at uh, at least three schools. Yep. Um, is anything? Ten years. I've been a principal for 10 years. 10 years. 
Uh, yep. When you're at the helm at this new high school, there's a lot of kids, uh, and yep. you're going to try to develop a, a relationship or a rapport with all the kids. Uh, uh, that that's a big undertaking, right. but I'm sure you're going to have a sure. lot of lot of support and help there. And I think that I'm a I'm a systems and frameworks type of um, leader, so I think it will be important for the administrative team mm-hmm. to really, if we connect with the same message on what we want for our students, and we can be having those messages in the different houses, in the different schools, I, I feel like that united front will then trickle over to what our message is for the students. Mm-hmm. So I, I am a person, um, I've, I've, it, it is often a joke that you'll never find me in my office because I'm usually in the in the building and with the students and with the staff. Um, but I, I feel that with a school of this magnitude, that the systems will be important to have in place. And there needs to be clarity and uh, on who's doing what and what role, and that the entire admin team know that I support they, their work. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, they're, they're, again, no isolated islands, especially in a business as big as what the high school will be. But we need to work collaboratively and that when we have roadblocks, which we will have, we work on them together. I feel very supported by uh, Dave Sawyer and Lori Regan. I feel that the admin team has has been fabulous um, to me in, uh, you know, really seeing a picture of a cohesive vision and team for everybody to work together. Mm-hmm. And coming into the new building, it's going to be nice that we're going to grow together. So for me, it's exciting that I'm coming in a time where there are going to need to be some shifts and just even walking mm-hmm. through the doors will be different. So I, there's no doubt that we'll have some bumps in the road, but we'll go through them together. And I'm okay with things working through problems instead of avoiding them. I mm-hmm. think that's one of the things that I, I do well. So hard is okay. We do hard things. As we tell the kids, <laughs> we do hard sure. things every day. Yep. Um, so I, I do think that clarity and having a clear vision and message will be super important for me to be able to have because we won't I won't be able to meet every student at the door the way I do now. I won't be able to get into every single classroom. I, my building is 400. I can do that. It's, it's more manageable. But I'll have a system throughout the week that I'm going to be in as many places as I can. Mm-hmm. And that, there'll be a little bit of a learning curve as high school is, is different. But what I can say confidently is that I get people and I get students. So I, what, I, I feel very confident about looking at teaching and learning, and I know what good teaching and learning and engagement looks like. I also know that I'm okay when we, we have a rough day, and rough days just mean that we're going to work harder to make it a better day. Mm-hmm. So I think being a leader for, for 10 years, and I, I've been now principal in three different buildings, each, each opportunity as a leader has brought me something that has made me stronger. Mm-hmm. And I think for any administrator working through the pandemic has shown resilience and flexibility and frustration and how you handle the really difficult times. So am I perfect? Absolutely not. Do I have a lot of growing and learning to do? Absolutely. But I think that's what makes a good leader. Great. I think yeah. uh, with your enthusiasm and your energy, I think the whole community is going to welcome you. Uh, Kate Campbell, and I think you're going to do terrific. I hope that you know that 
uh, we here at WARA and, of course, the folks at AACS uh, are behind you 100% in anything that we can do to uh, publicize any great news or any stuff going on within the high school. We will try to be a very, very good partner to you. Um, one, one last question. You don't take over till July 1st. I know the, is the, school, the school year is not even over yet where you are now, right, in Foxborough? Right. So I, I, will, I will give 110% to the IGO school because that's what mm-hmm. they deserve until the end of the school year. Mm-hmm. It will mean that I'll be working some longer days and, you know, really the opportunities that I can be a part of Attleboro High School and the mm-hmm. transition, I will be. But I also, as I said, I have a lot of loyalty to the school, the staff and the students that I work in now. Um, people know that I, uh, I, I, I don't sleep a lot. I, I'm often I'm often very busy, so mm. I do feel that the next couple of weeks will be busy mm-hmm. in strengthening as much as I can in getting ready to take over the high school, but mm-hmm. also making sure that I leave this position um, ready for the next person, whoever that may be, and help that person with the transition in, because I truly adore and love all of the students here at the IGO. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I want to make sure that both are in good places. And before you take over the Attleboro High School uh, on July 1st, and when things close down in Foxborough, um, I want you to have some rest and a little bit of, uh, you know, R&R. Is there any, you have a week or two where you can just kind of relax and maybe, you know, take a walk with your husband or <laughs> go to a concert. We don't want you to jump right into the high school right away. When you do have time free, what does uh, what does Kate Campbell like to do? What are your relaxation interests? Well, um, back to where my roots were in the summer, I do still um, lucky enough to go up to Martha's Vineyard. My parents are there. My sister is there and her family is there. So I will be able to go back and forth. I'll, I'll do two weeks, the last week of June, first week of July, but I'll come back um, and work mm-hmm. during the week and I'll be able, I've got my boys come with me when they're not working. My husband will come up when he's not working, but mm-hmm. I have two great dogs that I adore. Soup and Shamrock, and they <laughs> often will be on the beach with me, uh, two big dogs. So I will it, it, I will have a little bit of downtime, but my mm-hmm. energy and my excitement to get started will be having me back in Attleboro as much as possible. Okay. So, yes, I know I'm supposed to relax and do all those <laughs> things, but I, I'm kind of like the Energizer Bunny, and I mm-hmm. can't wait to get started. Sure. <laughs> Kate, thank you so much for making the time for us here at the radio, and I'm sure... Our listeners all over the area are as excited as you are to get started on this new path and new new adventure here with a brand new Attleboro High School and uh, your exuberance and energy and passion for education. I think it's going to be a winning combination. Thanks so much to you and and uh, thank you for having me. Okay. I hope we can do this more. I appreciate your time and reaching out. So I look forward to working together and being part of the community. Okay. Thank you so much. There is uh, Have a great day. you too. The high school principal, Kate Campbell, she was selected unanimously by the search committee. Uh, she sounds like a terrific, terrific lady. And I'm sure that uh, 
Attleboro is going to really, really uh, uh, be a, a winning educational system with Kate at the helm. So it's uh, 29 before the hour of 12 o'clock, and we do have to take another break. And then uh, I believe somewhere along the way, we're going to have uh, uh, Debbie Horder from Southeastern Mass Lions Pause for Comfort. She is due to be here, and hopefully she will be here. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back 23 before the hour of 12 o'clock. Now i got to figure out which your mic is, so you are probably this one right here. Debbie, is that you? Um, that's me. Just grab that mic and move it a little bit closer to you. Thank you for being here. This is the first time we've officially met, and because uh, the last time... We did this on the phone lines, correct? That is correct, yes. you want to introduce your loving friend over there? Yes, I have um, a canine lion with me, uh, Finnegan O'Malley. Finnegan O'Malley. And what a beautiful dog. And he is part of the Southeastern Mass Paws of Comfort Lions. Sure. Now, what kind of a, a dog is he uh, or she? It's a he, Finnegan. Yeah. Um, he is a golden retriever. Golden retriever. Yes. What a beautiful dog thank you so gentle and he he seems very comfortable already and that's what comfort dogs are supposed to be gentle and comforting Mm -hmm. now how how long did finnegan have to be trained to do this kind of thing Uh, finnegan was kind of a slow learner um in the beginning um it took him off and on with training and all about four years Mm mm-hmm well, he's with the right talk show host. I'm a slow learner myself. So <laughs> anyway, Debbie Horner is in studio. Now, you are one of the co-founders of this organization, correct? Yes, I am. The other one is um, Lion Monique Tudino, who's Monique, been a lion yes. a lot longer than me. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we've had folks on, at least I have, in the last two, three years, at least at least four times at least I can count. Which we truly appreciate. Yeah, I love your organization and the training of the dogs. And uh, Is there anything coming up other than this fundraiser where the dogs are going to be there to give love and support? Look at this. Look mm-hmm, at this. Mm-hmm. He's over here just nudging me. You are such a beautiful puppy. Look at this dog. Oh, my God. Well, he God. probably appreciates you calling him a puppy since yeah. he's eight, going to be nine. He's eight, and now is that an adult for a doggy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it Hi, is. Hi, Finnegan. He's coming up here. Jeez, Finnegan, I'd, I'd give you my own microphone here. If you, <laughs> how gentle. What a beautiful dog. And he's eight, correct? Yes, he's going to be nine in um, May. And how many, how many different uh, settings has Finnegan been to? Finnegan's been doing this his whole life. Mm-hmm. He's been to, uh, he's went to a, um, he went to Newtown. No, he didn't go to Newtown. Those are my other That's dogs. That's where all those kids were. Yeah, he didn't yeah. go to that one, no. Um, oh, I'm glad. Again. Unfortunately, I'm glad we didn't go to that. That was tragic. But um, he's, <laughs> he's, he, he went to uh, Mystic, Connecticut um, when he was about uh, six mm-hmm. months old. Oh, wow. For a uh, playground dedication for one of the young souls who lost their life. Oh, my goodness. And then during that time, um, mm-hmm. that's where we met the assistant principal of Sandy Hook Elementary. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's yeah. been how many years now? Ten at uh, least? Well, Finnegan is um, eight. Uh, it was probably seven and a half, eight years now. Yeah, yeah. eight years. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And, and uh, assistant principal uh, Tony... 
he's um, very much a part of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you are having a big fundraiser this Saturday, and I did send that over to Elaine, and she's going to publicize it again on Saturday. You or maybe uh, Monique or someone could call Elaine. She's on from 7 to 9, and she may probably have you on for a few minutes to talk about this. But it is a comedy fundraiser. Um, tell us about how you put this whole thing together and, and uh, how tickets are available. Well, this is our first people fundraisers since mm-hmm. we became a club we became a club during covid and um so we finally are trying to establish a club and we're very excited about this it's a um, we can only take 150 people it's at the um, north Attleboro elks on bofin street number 52 mm-hmm. and it is um from 6 to 10 the doors open at 5 30 it's going to be a sandwich buffet a cash mm-hmm. bar uh, raffles and the admissions thirty dollars, um, mm-hmm. and unfortunately I need to be called soon um, because for food count. Mm-hmm. And it's well, you just sold two tickets to me. I did. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. And also, um, we have um, our guests are um, Charlie Hall and mm-hmm. Doreen Collins. They were with um, Ocean State Follies. Ocean State yeah. Follies. Thank you. And they are absolutely comical. They're hysterical. Very funny. And I've known Charlie for a long time. Oh, he's, my God. He and is. he's a very good friend of Dave Kane's, who's on from 9 to noon. Yes. Dave is a comedian, and uh, those two work together for years and years. I'm not too familiar with with Doreen, though. Oh, Doreen's just as funny. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. And, and they're doing Aging Disgracefully. It's a new show. Mm-hmm. And um, they're sold out in some of their other venues um, mm-hmm. if you go on their website but um, you can get the tickets from myself we have a Venmo and or you could just call me and mm-hmm. or, or um, and even on his site it might even tell you where to get the tickets but uh, mm-hmm. I'm open to take phone calls and to get tickets and where you're going to go for $30 and get a comedy show also a DJ where you can dance after their comedy show um, and food yeah. So that's not a bad deal for Terrific. thirty dollars. It's, it's you know sandwich bar, but uh, mm-hmm. you know and a nice facility. That place, the Elks, is a really really nice building. Very easy yes. to get in and out of. Yep. And uh, um, so that's Saturday night. This Doors Saturday. open at five thirty. Why don't you give your phone number, Debbie, and then people can okay. Uh, it's this get Saturday, April twenty third, a comedy fundraiser to support the Pause of Comfort Lions and also Lions Charities. Um, my number is 508-889-2185, and I will be more than happy to sell you a ticket, and I have only 20 tickets left. My goodness. So um, hopefully we'd like to sell mm-hmm. out. That would be great. Sure. As I said, this is our first fundraiser. Yeah. And, oh, here we go. I don't do this shift very often. I do Dominic's show and Saturdays, but... These these spots play without even any notice at all on the on the oh. uh, computer, but that's okay. Um, now, tell us where some of this money goes, because you guys do such great work with with the with the uh, the lions and the paws for comfort. Um, uh, tell main, us about it. The main some of the main um, missions that lions have in general is vision and diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have given 
tons of money to five main Boston hospitals. Mm-hmm. And that is what the, the Massachusetts lines do anyhow. Different mm-hmm. states do different things. Um, we also, um, like Children's Hospital, uh, Dana-Farber, you know, hospitals in mm-hmm. Boston, especially Mass Eye and Ear. Um, but we also give camp scholarships to the kids to go to diabetes camps. Oh, that's wonderful. Which, because they're a little expensive, but it's, it's such a wonderful place for them to go up to the Clara Barton camp. And I think mm-hmm. there's another camp here, local Camp Jack. And um, we also give to, um, back to, we give to veterans. We mail out packages um, around uh, November 11th. Mm-hmm. We donate items, but we would, you know, we ask for people to give us names, no charge to them. We will send their loved one overseas um, a, a care package. That's terrific. We do, Wonderful. we do, um, we give back to the community by giving to the schools, school supplies, uh, Mm-hmm. I know. I know. One of the clubs had done a pajama program, a sock program, mm-hmm. just to name a few. Eyeglasses. If somebody can't afford eyeglasses, we help them out with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you name it. But with our club, um, we do all that. But we have a little bit of a specialty where we have the dogs. Yes. So we are lions first, but having the dogs, we have. Um, a unique way of reaching people now, and that's mm-hmm. through the dogs. Right. So we go to schools and hospitals, and we were just um, we just got selected for Sturdy Memorial Hospital oh, that's to become great. there. Super. Yeah, we're in the process of um, working on that. And I bet you Finnegan can't wait to get over there and meet well, people. I know. Yeah. Well, it's this, it's going to be for the doctors and nurses yeah. in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then probably for people after that. But we're oh, in the yeah. beginning stages of getting everything squared away. So. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, Debbie Horner is with us. She is one of the co-founders of Paws of Comfort Lions. It is the uh, uh, sponsored by the Southeastern Mass Paws for Comfort, and they're having a big fundraiser Saturday night. We'll talk to Debbie some more about things going on within the club. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Monday was Patriots Day. Should have played this on Monday, but I saw this in our music log. Really pretty song. And in studio with us is Debbie Horner. She is from the Southeastern Mass Paws of Comfort Lions. Uh, they have about 30, 35 members. You're always looking for new members, right? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our clubs are looking for new members. Anybody from between here and... Mm-hmm. Um, Provincetown. Sure. And you also, you meet at the Bethany Church first uh, Monday of each month? Yes, our club meets at the Bethany Church. Um, there are two other clubs in Attleboro who meet at other places also. Really? Mm-hmm. The same, is it the same pause of comfort? No, nope. um, you have the South Attleboro Village Club, and then you mm-hmm. have the South Attleboro Club. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Yep. And how many of them have the, have the dogs? Right now, um, none. Um, as I mm-hmm. said, we're new. Um, we would like to add some mm-hmm. dogs to their club if we can, mm-hmm. if they would like to, um, if they have people who might want to join. Um, mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to do now. We're trying to get dogs integrated into some of the clubs sure. because we can't go all over the place. Yeah. We, I mean, these dogs are used for trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, God forbid if there's a death of a student. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things like that, or any type of tragedy that, right. you know, unfortunately seems to be yeah. happening more and more today. It's awful. Mm-hmm. Finnegan looks like uh, he's just about the friendliest canine. Look at him just 
put his face right on you and just give you that look like I'm here, you know. Beautiful dog, just beautiful. Eight years old, and that's Finnegan. And uh, if you'd like to give us a call, it's 508-222-1320 if you want to know more about the Paws of Comfort Lions, if you want to know more about the fundraiser. Uh, 52 Bullfin Street, very, very easy to find. You just take Commonwealth Ave, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a red light there. The Dunkin' Donuts is on the right. And you yep. go up that little hill. First left. And then first left. That's, mm -hmm. that's very easy. So, yep. And it's Saturday night. April 23rd. Yeah. And uh, I can vouch for Charlie Hall. He is just about the funniest human being. The only person I think that it is funnier than Charlie once in a while is Dave. Dave Kane. He, he can make me laugh at a moment's notice. Mm -hmm. So he's hysterical. And uh, Doreen Collins also will be there. And they, there's... They sing and they dance and they do a skit. and Oh, my mm -hmm. God. Aging disgracefully between... Botox to bingo to it, it's it's absolutely hysterical absolutely mm -hmm. hysterical that's great and tickets are thirty dollars you only have how many left twenty and they can call 508-889-2185 508-889-2185 or they can I don't know what Venmo is. How does that work? Well, they would need the piece of paper to do the Venmo, but, or they can go to our Facebook site at um, Southeastern mm -hmm. Mass Paws of Comfort Lions, and I think you can Venmo that way also. Mm -hmm. I'm new at this. Okay. Um, I prefer if they want to call. I might be giving out the wrong information. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like I said, uh, and then Mr. Jigawatt, um, he's one of our, he's one of our Lions neighbors mm -hmm. who has volunteered his time for free to do the DJ, oh, that's DJing be during great. the night, yes, which so was very nice of him. Doors open at 5.30. I know that that facility, uh, it, it's the Elks Club, right? Yes. Is that what mm -hmm. it is? Yeah. Yep, North Elks. There's a big parking lot there, so mm -hmm. there's plenty of room to park. Overlooks the water, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they'll, people, when they come, they'll learn about what the Paws of Comfort do. Sure. Um, we'll give a, a little um, idea of what, we'll talk mm -hmm. to people and tell them what they do. And also, to become a lion especially even in this club or any club, you do not need a dog. It, mm -hmm. A dog is not necessary. Right. We just need good people that want to put the kind back into kindness. Hi, Finnegan. How are you? Look at him come over here. Oh, God, I love this dog. Jeez. Hi, Finnegan. What a beautiful puppy. Look at him sitting so nice. He smiles. Yeah, he's smiling. Good boy. Yeah. Are you going to bring Finnegan Saturday night? Or? Um, Finnegan will probably be there Saturday night, yes. Yeah. And then he's going to make an appearance, and then he's going to leave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look at the, he's got the blue, what is, the, what it is says that? It com comfort paws. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's terrific. Yep. He, uh, now, yeah. When we go out, we have, like, friendly shirts. Mm -hmm. I didn't wear my other name tag, but it's a dog bone, uh -huh. shaped like a dog bone, because you want to mm -hmm. give a, a friendly, um, uh, a friendly look when you're going into tragedies mm -hmm. or things sure, like that. Sure, sure. Yeah. And the dogs, literally, we don't have to do anything. Once the dogs walk in, mm -hmm. that's it. Right. You know, and the kids come to the dogs. You have a fun uh, a um, Facebook page, too, which I have checked out regularly. There's so yes. much information on there. Channel 5 did a big expose on you a couple of years ago uh, from Boston. 
um, and you're on WARA regularly, and uh, we hope to see some of the more of the members as, as the weeks and months go on. Who else has been here? The one that always seems to arrange things is Sabrina. Sabrina, yep. Sabrina's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, she's been a lion for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, and also uh, one of our trainers was here, Joanna. And also um, I think uh, Rebecca was here with little Milo, one of our, yes. our comfort dogs. Yes. yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think you also spoke with Monique too. Right. Yep. Yep. I think you were both on the phone lines together the first time. That Maybe. We, yes. Yes. Monique Tadino, is it? Yes. That yep. is. Yep. Also, another one of the fundraisers right now we're kind of doing is um, collecting dog and cat food because mm -hmm. dog and cat food are kind of scarce on the shelves mm -hmm. since everybody's kind of noticed that. Mm -hmm. And with the prices of going up and everything, um, we have been donating dog and cat food. And some of the bags are open, mm -hmm. but it's because it's returned to the stores and they can't resell it. So we, yeah. we've been taking it and giving it to Pastor Dan down there at the Bethany Fellowship sure. Church because he's been so great to us, mm -hmm. and so when he passes out his food on Monday and Wednesday, there is dog and cat food down there for people who kind of. Oh, that's it. great! And for people that want to know more about Paws of Comfort Lions, they can go to that meeting right the first Monday of every month, yes. mm -hmm. and that's at the Bethany Church over there on. Is that Newport Avenue? Um, yes. Our next meeting will be. Um, what are we in, April? May, May something. Yeah, the first Monday. But we won't be having one there in mm -hmm. June, I don't think, because we're winding down our season now. Right. Um, but, it, you know, even if they go on the Facebook page and write up something, I would yep. like to learn more, mm -hmm. um, the president of the club will get back to them and somebody will get in contact with them right. to tell them more. I believe uh, the first Monday in May is May 2nd. Could be. Yep, because I'm in a play with the Attleboro Community Theater, and our opening night is Friday, May 6th. Oh, Six, five, four, yep, May 2nd. Okay. And what time does that meeting start? Um, six, and it uh, starts six social, 6.15 is the meeting. Okay. And if not, you can learn more about it when you show up at the big comedy fundraiser. It's going to be this Saturday night. Uh, doors open at 5.30. It goes from 6 to 10 at the North Attleboro Elks. They're at 52 Bullfinch Street in North Attleboro. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell us more what they're going to see there. Um, well, <clears throat> what they're going to see is uh, two great performers, Doreen Collins and Charlie Hall. Uh, they're going to be doing their comedy show, which they do all over. It's called Aging Disgracefully, mm -hmm. and it is hysterical. And right now, we definitely need, we could use some laughs. And then also, there's going to be a DJ there, uh, Mr. Jigawatt, and he's graciously um, volunteered his services for that evening. Mm -hmm. And also, we're going to have a sandwich bar, um, a sandwich buffet, and um, with some salads and chips, and we're going to have some raffles, and it's going to be a great time for all. And we'd appreciate any mm -hmm. um, help you could give us. So. If you want, if you're looking for something to do this Saturday night, we only have 20 tickets left. No tickets are sold at the door. Mm -hmm. um, you can call me at 508-889-2185 for a cheap night out and having a lot of laughs. Terrific. We are just about out of time. So, Debbie, thank you. And I will see you Saturday night yes. at 6 o'clock at... Uh, the Elks Club there in North Attleboro should be fun. And I want to thank WARA and yourself um, for also um, 
supporting us in any way that you possibly can. Always love to do so. You have such a great organization, and the puppies just show so much love, as do all of you. And uh, we wish you the best of success, and we'll Thank see you. you again sometime. Absolutely. It's our people that make this club successful. Absolutely. Really it's our members. Yep. Okay. Uh, we have about a minute to go. Let me see if I can find something here to uh, close out with. I will be on Friday as well, April 22nd, from 9 to noon for Paul. And on Friday, I have uh, Andrea Champagne from the YMCA talking about their spinathon. Lori Drucker on Keep Attleboro Beautiful, the litter cleanup on Saturday. 